Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Thank you. Um, I'm really happy to be here this morning because I get to talk about how loved we are in Christ, how loved I am, and uh, this is my favorite topic. Um, I'll be happy to talk to you about it anytime, anywhere, and uh, see if we can find our, our way a little further in there. As I was preparing for today, this past week, I I was under the impression, uh, because everything was sealed as Bob talked about, that we would move to Thursday and then things might pop a little bit and then we'd, you know, deal with that. Um, Tuesday morning when this article hit the paper, I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, This is really uncomfortable. And uh, uh, I... I'm going to be tested all week on what it is I'm teaching about. Um, I'm going to find out if this is smoke in me or real. And, and um, that's really what this week has been for me. Um, the, the Lord is, loves us so much, and he's not going to leave us alone. The Holy Spirit will not leave us alone. Uh, he will never keep us um, hidden from him. Uh, We might try to hide from him, uh, but that's impossible uh, because he made his home in us. Uh, We're not trying to approach God. Uh, He is coming from the kingdom of heaven within us out. It's not the other way around, and I just want to declare that again. And, uh, and again and again. Uh, last week, um, well, I'm going to go just say one more thing here. I'm really grateful that uh, for this past week I was taking, taken beyond my understanding for, again, uh, beyond my knowledge uh, with all of you. There's reality here. Uh, we all have understanding of Scripture and of the Word of God, Uh, We all have knowledge of it. And if we stand in that knowledge and think this is all there is, we've got surprises coming. Uh, Because he wants to take us beyond our knowledge, this solid thing that we think we know, into a place uh, that he knows, uh, that Christ knows better than any of us. And he's constantly working to, to do that in our being and to do that with us together. And I just love him for that and uh, very grateful for him. And I really sometimes don't like the process. Uh, but it, but it, it, it's pretty, it, it, it works. Um, uh, slide one. Slide one. I've got 562 slides. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, this, Luke started with this last week. Ephesians 2.19. And I'm, and I'm reading out of the King James. Uh, now, therefore, you're no longer strangers and foreigners, 
but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Uh, we started there and we're exploring what it is to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and a member of the household of God. Uh, we're not foreigners any longer. Uh, we're saints. Uh, last week, Luke talked uh, about the state of Ephesus at the time Paul was writing to them. And uh, it was a center of, of goddess worship. There was just, it, the community was based in, in religious activity. Um, and it was, there was just so much intensity going on and the economics were tied to it. Uh, the beauty that happened there is phenomenal. Out of Ephesus, the kingdom expanded. Out of this place that was so focused on, on mythology and on gods that really couldn't do anything, the true God, Jesus Christ, our Father, was preached. And people began to become aware of that and move uh, throughout, the, throughout the region, bringing the gospel of the kingdom wherever they went. The church was being built. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, he, Paul spoke from a perspective of being a citizen, of what it is to be a citizen and a member of the household of God. I like to remember that Paul was in prison at the time he was writing this. Uh, he was not sitting, he was in Rome. He wasn't sitting in a Roman villa uh, drinking a nice wine and eating a Caesar salad. Uh, that wasn't there. That wasn't happening. What was happening was prison. We're talking prison. Uh, uh, and we're not talking a nice prison in the United States. Uh, and none of them are nice in the United States. But they're clean. You get food. You have a place to sleep. Uh, those things. Prisons at that time were very different. And in this, in a, this world today, many prisons are not that different than the Roman prisons of old. People had to bring you food. It was dark. There wasn't light in there. It was not a nice place. That's where Paul is talking about citizenship from. Uh, that he's the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about this reality, this internal reality from there. From there. From his own heart. Um, Luke talked about the word saints uh, last week, and he gave the definition, um, which is, the word is hagios, and it means a most holy thing, a saint. I like to look into the roots of words, and the roots of that, those words, there's two words. It's, it's hagnos and thalpo. Not that that is going to do much. Uh, but the, the definitions of those words, one of them is pure, the first one, hognos, is pure. And the second one is to warm, to keep warm, to cherish with tender love, to foster with care. And I just love that definition. I love those, those words. If so, if I'm going to say that, if I think about each other, uh, the Lord sees us as warmly cherished, embraced, pure ones. That's how he sees us. That's how we are to him. We're saints. Uh, were warmly embraced, pure people in his eyes. And, and that's just a beautiful thing. So the tension, there's a tension, uh, 
that exists uh, in being a citizen, and even more than that, an ambassador is spoken of in 2 Corinthians. Uh, that it all implies that we know where our homeland is. Uh, being a citizen, being an ambassador, being a member of the household of God implies that we know, we have knowledge, experiential understanding of our homeland, of what it is. Uh, if, so if we're uncertain of that, if we're questioning that, uh, then we might want to be looking at what is it that's actually happening in my being. Uh, there's, these things are something that are given to us in Christ. They've been given to us. They're not something we have attained to. It's something he's provided for us and given to us. So how do I then as a person come into the reality of that scripture that I'm no longer a stranger or a foreigner? Uh, I'm a citizen and a member of the household of God. I'm asking the question of you and of myself, can I receive, can we receive what already is? That's the question. Is it possible to open ourselves up to receive what already has been given, what already is? It is possible. So let's just, again, be in that space together of, of, of welcome. You know, welcome. I welcome your presence, Lord, in my being. Um, I'm going to go a little further into Ephesians 1 today. Uh, there's so much in this chapter that we could look into, we could study, we could talk about and contemplate and experience. It, we could spend weeks and weeks just exploring verse by verse by verse. And it's the same with the whole Bible, but uh, Ephesians particularly for me is one of those places because he's, Paul is describing a reality of being. He's talking about who we are. He's talking about how we are. Um, so I'm going to spend time, uh, we'll st I'll start in verse 3, and then I'm going to go to, through verse 10. But for the context of today's, it, just so there's context around it, I'm going to hang out in verse 6, just for a little bit. That, just that verse. Uh, but I want to start first with a statement uh, that the, there we are. Uh, with this statement, the fullness of God is. That's the statement. Um, this picture was taken from the moon on Christmas 1968. Uh, it's, it's an amazing picture. It's, it's a demonstration to, to the world again. There had been, starting in 1959, satellites started taking pictures of the earth. They were messy, they were gray, they were black and white. You weren't quite sure what that thing was you were looking at. But it kept getting clearer um, from, from 1958, and then this is the, in 1969 from the, from the moon. So people look at this. Again, the reality, the earth is round, we're flying in space. That's a real thing. Uh, people looked at that some of them, and said, well, this must be a hoax. I think this moon was in a stage down in Arizona somewhere, and uh, they just faked it. 
Well, the same thing happens with God all the time. God is. Before the foundations of the world, before anything was here, God is. He was, he is, he will be. There's nothing that can increase him, nothing that can diminish him, nothing that can keep the reality of God from being. Uh, your, yours or my unbelief doesn't matter. Uh, can't stop them. Uh, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't. Whether or not I think I'm sitting in a very still place, I'm flying right now through space. We all are. 1.6 million miles we're flying at a speed that's phenomenal. We're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour right now. That's what's happening. Uh, am I aware of it? Not too much. Uh, am I, am, do I believe it? Absolutely. Does my spirit get excited at the thought of it? Yes. I like going fast. Um, so, Jesus mentions the possibility of unbelief in Matthew, uh, what's actually John six thirty-five and 36. He said to them, I'm the bread of life, and he who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you've seen me, and yet you do not believe. So we stand in the reality of that in our own being. If we're believers in Jesus Christ, there is an opportunity for us to recognize what has taken place. We've confessed, we've been baptized, we're standing in this reality of the Holy Spirit having entered our being, joined with our spirit to let us know that we are children of God. Wait a minute now, members of the household of God, there it is, the Holy Spirit is constantly and consistently from the point of that recognition talking and being with and joined with our spirit, bearing witness with our spirit to who we are. He doesn't stop. He'll never stop. He's going to teach us about Jesus because he'd like us to see how the Father sees us. I'm going to teach you everything about Jesus, the Holy Spirit does and says, so that why you can see who you're living in and how the Father sees you. That's what's taking place in us all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. Whether we think, oh, you know, I've got this down or not. doesn't matter. So can I allow that to take place in my being? God is not, again, is not made or created by our belief or agreement with him. The more people who believe, there are so many coming into the kingdom every day around the world right now, it's outrageously beautiful. It's so amazing how, you know, in Acts, 5,000 came to the, our, joined our numbers daily. Right now, it's in the hundreds of thousands that are joining our numbers daily around the world. I mean, you know, and all of that does not increase who God is. We're stepping into the vastness and the reality of the kingdom of God. We're stepping into an awareness together 
of, of who he is in us, in us, and who and how and what that is in us that can impact the world. I'll go on. Um, scriptures. So I'd like you to, if you would, I'm just going to read those scriptures. Of Ephesians 1, 3 through 9. And I'm going to ask you to just listen if you would. Scriptures are. They just are. Uh, they're the word of God. They've been given to us. They're, they're beautiful. They're uh, a, um, an expression of something. So I'm going to invite you to just listen. Um, just from that place of, of this is. This is. Uh, after that, I'm going to talk about it. And that, I just invite you to think about, discern. Uh, you can throw it away if you like. Uh, whatever you want to do after that, that's fine. But the scripture piece of this, please just listen to it as you do wind. You do water sounds. Birds in the trees. Ephesians 1, 3 through 9. Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are on heaven and which are on earth in him. So I just bless the word in you, the living Christ, the word in you, the living word. Just bless you to let that permeate your being, permeate your thinking. Let me crackle around a little bit. The emphasis for our time, again, is going to be on verse 6. Um, I, I, as I said, please listen to me. You, I invite you to think for yourselves. I invite you to uh, look at it, feel it, uh, be in any of, have, do what you need to do with it. If it brings you closer to God, amen. If it takes you further away from him, throw it out. Uh, you're, that's, you're mature sons, you're mature children, and growing in that maturity, and that's what you get to do. Uh, so I'm just inviting you there. Slide four, Ephesians 1, 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We're going to go on to another slide. There's four, there's, I have four other versions here. Uh, one in the New American Standard. That word made accepted in the New King James is translated freely bestowed here. Next one in the uh, ESV version, 
those words are blessed us and in the NIV freely given us. So depending on your translations and what you're reading, you might have a little bit different interpretation of what, the, what that might mean. Uh, it's all scripture. It's, it's all Bible. Uh, it's all there. So when those things happen to me, I like to look it up. I like to go, huh, well, what is that? The word that that all came from is, is uh, in the Greek, is a word uh, charitu. This is slide six. And it, it has this definition, to make graceful, charming, lovely, agreeable, to peruse with grace, encompass with favor, and to honor with blessings. So I'm going to read it that way, personalizing it a little bit. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made me graceful, full of grace. He peruses me with grace. He compasses me with favor. He honors me with blessing in the beloved. So as I read that in that context, I see this to be a state of being. This is not something that I need to think about. It's atmospheric. I've been put in the beloved. Jesus is full of grace and full of truth. 100% full of grace and full of truth. The, the word grace, the first definition of the word grace, charis, means to, um, let me see it, to be aware of that which affords me joy. That's the first definition of grace. That which affords me joy. So if, if I've been perused with that which affords me joy, I've been compassed with favor. I, I am completely surrounded by favor. Compassed. North, south, east, west. Everywhere around me. Up, down, all around. Compassed with favor. Honored with blessing. Perused by grace. Perused is to be well-read, worn out. I, uh, this, this one's pretty close, this Bible. It's been perused. It's kind of worn out. Walt has a very worn-out one. I've seen other people's very worn-out books, Bibles. They, you probably all have them, perused. You have perused that book to get everything you possibly can out of it because you have a desire to know God and know what's in there. God has an incredible desire to know you, to know me. And so he has perused me. Every circumstance and every situation. Well, I'm sitting in a place, well, I'm sitting at home in shock over a newspaper article with some children calling or whatever else happening, I've been perused there. That which affords me joy is there. Can I find it? Can I see it? It's available. It's happening. I've been compassed with favor there. In the face of accusation, uh, true or untrue, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You and I have been perused with grace. That which affords us joy. Who affords joy in the, in, uh, in the Trinity? 
I'd say his name is the Holy Spirit. In him, in the kingdom, is peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He affords us joy. He's the one. He's, there's, he has no lack of it. There's no lack of joy in him. There's nothing that will prevent him from giving it to you. It's like, oh, you haven't earned that joy. You can't have it yet. I'm sorry. Uh, that's not how it is. He's, he's, he's in us. He's lived in us. It's atmospheric. It's in the air of the kingdom of the heaven in us. It's in the breath of our very being. That's, that's where it is in us. Huh. So the question is, what might this be like for us to recognize our heavenly condition through all, out, all of our life circumstances and situations? We, this, again, there's nothing I can do to attain to this. Religion would say to me, you need to do a few things. And I am a, I've been a religious person in my life, and I've done a few things uh, trying to attain to, uh, trying to get to, trying to find my way into, not realizing that I was placed in the way. I've been, I, I'm so happy to be in the way. And uh, sometimes I am in the way. And, uh, uh, and, and, but if I am in the way, then what will happen is love is going to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's all that happens. That's it. Grace happens. Kindness happens. Mercy happens. The fruit of the Spirit happens. These things happen. We are citizens and members of the household of God. That's who we are, you and I. We're not something else. We're nothing less. We're not looking for citizenship. I'm not waiting for, you know, my green card so that then I can go fill out an application and take a test and possibly then a judge might say, yes, it's all right for you to be a citizen here. I'm, I'm not, that isn't who I am, that's not who you are. Things happened before the foundations of the world. Let's let that one just kind of sink a minute here. When was that? Can you put a finger on that? When was that? wasn't 20 years ago, wasn't whenever your moment was that, I, that you were born again before the foundations of the world. So we've been living, God has been like this with us the whole time. He's open. The message on, uh, there's a door that's open that no man can shut. No man can shut it. Uh, we have stepped through that door over and over again. We do not have to ever leave. We never have to leave. There's an eternal reality that we're living in. Um, 
I, when I there, there was a, I, when I was in going from sixth to seventh grade, uh, I was a single I was a single child with an only child with a single parent, living in the Midwest, and it was not the easiest place to be because uh, divorce was not um, common at that time. That's ancient history. Um, moving to Worthington. Worthington, I lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Worthington at that time was about 10,000 people and it had uh, the 10th most um, highest rate of juvenile delinquency per capita uh, in the United States. Uh, so there's this little tiny town with all of these guys, all of these people there who, because there was nothing to do in that town, uh, created havoc. And um, I moved, I, as we're moving there, I found out about that and I thought, Mom, I said, Mom, I, I, need, to, I need a leather jacket and I need, uh, um, I, need, I need some, you know, some of the kind of pants they wear and, you know, those things because if I get there, uh, maybe I'll be accepted and they won't beat me up. And she said, no way. Uh, two weeks later, I got beat up for the first time. Uh, by some of these guys. And uh, I was not accepted by my appearance or my behavior. I wouldn't have been accepted even, they would, I probably would have got a beat up harder if I would have uh, shown up looking like them. Uh, chances are. Uh, so again, there's nothing we can do on the outside. I'm only saying that because how many times do we think we can do something in order to be accepted by God. How many times? Um, I'm just here to declare there's nothing. The simplicity of it is belief. The simplicity of it is looking at the earth is round, looking at God is, He is, He is, and going, He is. And moving from the mustard seed of the possibility of that, that tiny little possible mustard seed thing, all the way through all the definitions of belief in the Greek, we move through them glory to glory to the point of trust. There's a place of trust. I just trust this. It's in me. It's real. I'm in him. It's real. We're not, we're not um, striving for anything. If I'm going to strive anywhere, it's that I stop, I'm going to st- strive to stop grabbing a hold of my thoughts that tell me I'm separated from him. And as I let go of all of those thoughts that tell me I'm separated of him, I find myself in union. I find myself in the presence the reality of the being of Jesus Christ in me. I get to let go of all of the thinking that says I'm not separated. The thinking that says I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not smart enough, I'm not whatever enough, I'm not holy enough. That's all not true in Jesus Christ. He loves us. 
Um, there's a space here where light shows up. Jesus, I'll, I'll move. There's a space here that light shows up. Jesus moves in. We're in that place, that atmospheric place. God is light. And so we're filled with light, you and I. And in the process and in the reality of being filled with light, sometimes things, our thinking gets shown to us, our attitudes and our actions get shown to us. Things get shown to us. Light does that. That's what it does. And in, 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 that's also in Ephesians 5. Uh, so if I see something, just like I got to see some things this last week, uh, I get to confess them. If there are places where I miss the mark, sin happened, I miss the mark. I get to confess them, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive them and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So again, Bob made confession here today. I'm making confession here today. In the errors and the places that I missed the mark and if I've caused you pain, if I've hurt you in any way, I'm really, I ask you to forgive me uh, for any, any stupidity um, that I might have been a part of that caused you any harm. Um, the beauty for me is that uh, grace, is, grace is in me. That which affords me grace is in us, is in me, is in you. It's not going anywhere. It's not leaving. You are compassed by favor. I am compassed with favor. It's not in the eyes of the world. It's in the eyes of God. So I am just going to bring it in here, close it up. We're accepted by grace from before the foundations of the world. We get to receive his kingdom that is both in heaven and on earth, in and through him. It's the domain of the king. And we are warmly embraced here, now and forever. It's here and it's ours, in and through Christ. I was perused by grace this week through all of the circumstances, situations, truths and not truths that were spoken and thought about me, my brothers and us together. I found that which affords me joy through it all. The foundation of joy and the foundation of forgiveness, the unchanging love of Christ. I know I'm loved by my Lord, and I know we all are. So having said this, I'd like you to take you to take a quiet moment with me to uh, see with the enlightened eyes of your heart. Not asking you to see with this. I'm asking you to look with the enlightened eyes of your heart and ask the Lord, are there any circumstances or situations in my life that I'd like to know you've thoroughly read me with grace? What are they? So let's take a minute.
gonna pray and then we'll we'll be done. Uh, I, and I, before I pray, I, I'm just gonna ask you to give consent to the Lord in your being that He could do what He would in you or show you about Himself, about Himself in the atmosphere of being accepted in Him no matter what. Father, we just thank you. We, we, we thank you. We praise you. And we are so amazed that before there was anything in existence, you created an atmosphere for us of love, of kindness, of grace, of mercy, a place that we um, can just relax and rest and realize that we're embraced. There's nothing we can do here to be more loved by you. So I praise you today, Lord, and I thank you that in any six situations and circumstances where we might not be certain that we can take a deep breath in there, in you, breathe you in, and realize that the depth of your love will fill every aspect of us and has already. So I bless your weeks, the week in front of you. Bless you that your minds and in any circumstances and situations that cause you challenge in any way, or whether you're hanging out on a beach and it seems to be just really good, that either way, that which affords you joy is, is you've been perused with it. You've been perused with the Holy Spirit. Amen.